And now, live from the Ivory Tower, CKUW 95.9 FM in the heart of downtown Winnipeg, I'm Kelly Hughes, so buckle up. Can Entertainment Impresario Kelly Hughes answer 100 questions in 5 minutes to win the Manitoba Money Shot? All this plus... Do-re-me of this episode called Kelly Hughes Shoots on the Ivory Tower. It's the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast with me, Ronald George Moore. We found a little spot in Thunder Bay Four, six, five, Memorial Street Opened up a shop that was all the rave You couldn't get a seat because the hippies wouldn't leave Hippies won't leave Hippies piss off You got this, Harvey? Sugar, milk, yeast Mix it in a bowl If you really want it Gotta knead the dough Shape it into circles Punching out the holes Stick them in the oven Till they grow Cooking all day Until we drop Got a freaking bird as a mascot That's where you know you'll always get a break The coffee's hot, fresh in the pot And it's brewed on the hour every day Robin's Donuts Not affiliated with the Batman chain Lawyers insist, cease and desist But they haven't shut us down yet in 50 years, you motherfucker. All right, George, I'm out. Go suck a big fat crawler. God damn it. I don't want to let you talk me into your stupid commercials. Harvey, come back. Robin's Donuts. Uh, Hold the car around. That's it. We're done. Pack it up, boys. No, wait, keep playing. I'm going to do a little tap dancing on my way out. fellas you're a real bunch of dicks you know that we're all a bunch of dicks thank you george and harvey hey welcome to the show my name is ronald george moore this is the manitoba money shot podcast and wicked guest today kelly hughes yes you heard him at the beginning of the show he has a radio program that airs each and every week on ckuw 95.9 fm The Ivory Tower broadcasts jazz, world music, and traditional folk from the dizzying heights of the fourth and a half floor of the University of Winnipeg. Kelly is well known in the arts community in this city and province uh, through his live talk shows, performing on stages, and also his bookstore, Aqua Books, uh, 1999-2012, rest in peace. Uh, You could go to the website, it's still running, aquabooks.ca. A lot of old school shit on there and links that still link, which is pretty cool. Kelly has dipped his wick into a lot of candles, and I was fortunate enough to meet him when I needed to move and get rid of a whole bunch of furniture, and he was able to not only take it from me, but find new homes for the furniture and saving it from the dump. Uh, But I've known Kelly a long time. He's been a staple in the entertainment scene whether on stage or interviewing people, hell, even marrying people. He's a marriage commissioner. You, he's in the list. He's on the books. He can marry you. Um, the mayor of Cultural City Hall, Kelly Hughes, on the show. His handle for the social medias, Twitter and Instagram, Kelly Hughes Live. And Google him on YouTube. You'll find some sweet gems. Uh, for the Mantle Money Shop podcast, we're on your Instagram. We're on your Twitter. We're on your Facebook and SoundCloud is our home base. And head toward the playlists. There are over 70 interviews with some amazing Manitoba musicians, comedians, artists, 
I drop two shows a week, Tuesday, Tinder, Friday, Foreplay. If you join the Patreon slash Ron George Moore, you get an extra show every week, the Sunday Swallow Goop. And you can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, and a whole bunch of other platforms. I'm, I don't even know how many. It's crazy. Amazon, yeah. We down with the Zon. That's where it is. So thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, you're going to love this talk. A lot of cool stuff in it. And, and I'll be right up front here. Uh, the money shot, maybe a little controversy happening. Not quite sure. You have to stick around to find out. Once again, thanks a lot. Love you. Bye. Just wait and watch and pray to love for a miracle to break through. We preach and teach about the life I have lived. All right, we're rolling. Kelly Hughes, hello. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. You doing good? Yeah, I am um, doing all right. Doing awesome. all right. Ready, awesome. Ready to uh, jump into the uh, world of Ronald George Moore. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> a brief <laughs> Zoom window of my world. You, you have a whole history of doing shows and uh, just being uh, a performer, entertainer, radio broadcaster, writer. The list goes on and on. You missed Garbage Man and Cat Dad. Okay, sure. I'll, I'll tack that on. Um, but officially, your brother Kelly Hughes, Chaplain of the Arts on uh, the yeah. Ivory Tower. Yeah, Saturdays, one to three, yeah, on CKUW, mm -hmm. uh, the Ivory Tower. Um, I've been doing that for also about uh, nine years. Yeah. And you, you play interesting music, you play variations or music you may not have heard before, alternative versions. I'm 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 at like eighty like actually ADHD so uh, I, I kind of jump around a bit yeah so um, uh, I'm not one of those guys that like um, there's lots of uh, different shows at the station lots of volunteers and everybody has a different kind of a way that they do things you know yeah. and and uh, some people come in with a whole um, a whole uh, you know a whole playlist all the stuff that they're gonna play boom 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 boom. Yeah, um, and some people, you know, have all their all their songs and kind of an idea, but they sort of, you know, um, put it all together as they go. And if you know, if they talk too much, then you know they got to cut some songs as they're going. Right. But when I'm when I'm doing it, just a just a straight music show, um, it's kind of just whatever I feel like. So uh, I actually just started about a year and a half ago. Um, doing uh some different things that were kind of the same all the time right like you've got your shtick you've got your your hundred questions or whatever and you know yeah. you've got things because you need a form right you need a little bit of a format exactly and so uh and i thought well so i tried a few different things and for a while i had a few different um kind of bits and the only one that i've that i've that i'm still doing is um is uh, i call it sank fake five five fakes five different versions of uh of a song you know and love and uh, it's yes. just kind of fun it's kind of fun for me and it kind of gets my I, I never do it well almost never do it until saturday morning so it kind of gets my uh my brain moving and thinking about the show and yes, and, yes. Uh, and whatever so it's as much for me to kind of you know kind of get my get kind of get myself going for it and then i do a lot of um interviews but they're not all the time Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's times I do more interviews, like, uh, during fringe fest, uh, I bring a ton of fringe performers in right. and, um, and, you know, I'll interview three people at a time and I'll take a bunch of extra slots. And, For and sure, so yeah. that's just, I mean, that like, you know, cause you talk to people all the time you interview people. I mean, that's a totally different, that's a whole different thing. What we do on the show is we take it right back to the beginning and kind of work our way up to where you are now. And uh, the first question is always like, are, are, were you born in Manitoba? Yes. Whereabouts? Uh, the the women's pavilion is what they called it. The, that's the hospital at uh, uh, what is now the HSC on uh, Notre Dame. And that was 53 years ago yesterday. Nice. Happy belated birthday. Yes, of yeah, course. Yeah. It's exciting to be fifty-three, huh? It's great, yeah. It's well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know, you wouldn't I, know what it's like. I'm fifty-three. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. October sixty-nine. So I'm. Oh, look at that. That's right. You're a youngin. <laughs> <laughs>
You're always younger than somebody, and you're always older than somebody too. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, whereabouts in the city were you living at the time when you were born? Your family. Um. So I grew up in uh, I grew up in Fort Gary. My dad was a lawyer. My mom was kind of a theater person. Oh really? And, okay. And grew up in the burbs and um, uh, lived here my whole life. Except I moved away for a. A year when I was 21, I went to Vancouver to seek my fame and fortune. Oh, yeah, we got to do that. <laughs> only lasted a year. So, <laughs> When you say Fort Gary, are you talking about like um, McGilvery area? Isn't that Fort Gary? Yeah, 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 more or less. Yeah, Fort, Fort Gary is like, um, uh, you know, the Jubilee underpass to um, Bishop Grandin. That's all Fort Gary there. Sure. Sure. You were taking the 62 Richmond bus a lot, I imagine, or 60. You know what? Um, I, I didn't, didn't, didn't love the bus. Um, although, uh, I, I do recall that I used to, there was something that I liked at St. Mattel mall and it took me two buses to get there. Oh, it's the worst. I, I don't, I don't remember what it was, but yeah, I, um, yeah, I don't know. You have to go to Confusion Corner. You have to get on the bus, and hopefully it's the one that goes to the Save Hotel because it could go be the one that goes up Furmore. It's just a clusterfuck of... This is the problem. This is the problem <laughs> with taking the bus. You never know where you're going to end up, right? Oh, totally. And that's not even counting on, oh, it's, it's going to be late because... It, or it just goes by because it's full, and you're like, oh, shit, I got to get to work. <laughs> oh, God, I took transit for most of my life. No. And uh, so I feel like I can shit on it you know, with confidence. And some people literally shit on the bus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Luckily I've avoided that. Um, <laughs> so uh, what school did you go to? Like elementary, junior high? Uh, I went to uh, Oakenwald uh, school for uh, elementary and then um, uh, Viscount Alexander, which was across the street uh, from me, which is now uh, uh French immersion, but it wasn't then. And then I went to, mm -hmm. um, Vincent Massey, uh, oh, nice. and everything. I was pretty much, you know, pretty much within two blocks of everything. Cause it was, uh, it was back in the days when, you know, everybody all had, everybody all had kids and they were all the same age, you know? Yeah. And schools in those areas, you know, were all, you know, everybody kind of moved in at the same time and, and was all kind of the same age. Yeah. yeah school was the center and all the kids surrounding yeah. the school were pretty yeah. much, it was the nucleus of, of your childhood. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and like speaking of your childhood, um, and this was something I uh, just found out because I was researching Let's Go on the show on Fridays. I like to promote something Manitoban that I love. And I remember yeah. Let's Go, the television show for kids being one of my favorite things as a kid. And I was, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was on IMDb and I'm looking, it just has like, you know, a few cast members. And sure enough, Kelly Hughes is listed. And I'm like, yeah. I didn't know that you were on let's go that's amazing yeah i am um, it was interesting because we did like uh the same kind of musicals and stuff that you would do in high school we did in elementary school one of our teachers uh was uh, used to be a high school teacher and uh she did the musicals at uh uh at at massey and then she was teaching um elementary school so for a mm -hmm. while so we did um in grades five and six, we did kind of like we did no, we did the boyfriend, we did uh, Annie, we did um, we did Anne of Green Gables, yeah, yeah, I don't know, a few different things, and um, so I I kind of you know had the acting bug, and my mom was uh, uh, you know kind of a an entertainer, more like a she was she's she's still around, but I mean she never um, she wasn't like a hardcore. Uh, serious actor but okay. she was always a performer sure and um you know did uh the hollow mug you know the hollow mug right yeah i remember the hollow mug yeah so okay. she did the hollow mug and they did like um that was in the uh international inn which is now the victoria That's inn it. yes okay and it, and it was right next to the uh the, the place where the ink spots played whatever that was uh they did kind of like review like a review like they would do uh you know, the songs from the boyfriend or, you know, they would do kind of a condensed version yeah, uh, of, uh, of like an old, you know, an old musical. I mean, it was, Broadway old, North. <laughs> they were less old in 1970 or, you know, whenever she was doing that, but, sure. um, uh, but she did actually just as an interesting bit here, uh, 
she did the, the boyfriend at uh, MTC, uh, directed by John Hirsch, wow. in the fifties, early fifties. There's a picture. She played the maid, and there was a picture up in the lobby, yeah, uh, which is not there anymore. But there was a picture of her in this um, in this show. So yeah, it was kind of in the kind of in the family a bit. So um, what's your mom's name, Kelly? Chicky Hughes. Chicky Hughes. Okay. Yeah. For all these theater heads there. I'd heard about this show called Let's Go, you know, when we saw it, we watched it on TV and I, and our teacher who had, you know, was doing the musicals yeah. told us um, that we should go audition. And she told us about the audition. So it took me a year uh, to convince my mom that it was a real thing. Cause I was trying to go one year yeah. and she didn't just, you know, was not um, actors aren't actors aren't always good at listening. So I guess she, uh, she didn't, uh, she wasn't listening to me. So Took a year, and then I went down and uh, auditioned with, like, hundreds of kids. There was Where a did long... you go? Like the CTV studios that were by Polo Park? You know, we used to practice at um, this Anglican church on uh, in, like, Crescentwood. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And I, I'm not sure if we did the auditions there, or I guess they probably were at the station, but... Um, I do remember my song. I can tell you my song. Go for it, uh, yeah. Hey, look me over, lend me an ear. Fresh out of clover, mortgaged up to here. But don't pass the plate, folks. Don't pass the cup. I figure whenever you're down and out, the only way is up and I'll be up like a rosebud high on the vine. Don't thumb your nose. <laughs> well, you still got it, man. <laughs> you got it. I, <laughs> and you nailed, I, I, you nailed the audition with that. Honestly, like... There's probably three songs in the world that I know all the words to. That, that's maybe the only one that I know all the words to, actually. Okay. Uh, and I, I haven't actually had to sing it since 1982. It, the funny thing, too, is that it's an ancient song, right? Like, my mom yeah. was born in 1930. Uh, her, her frame of reference, you know, all the things that um, uh, all the things that she knew about, you know, like, because that song is, like, real old, right? So, uh, I've, not even, I've never heard it as far as I remember. Yeah, yeah. no, it's like, you know... Uh, you know, hobos with their tin cans, right? That, <laughs> yeah, that's them. what we're talking. So, um, but uh, yeah. And so anyway, so they, they selected 18 people, 18 kids that year. Yeah. And, uh, and I ended up doing the show uh, for two seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did 17 episodes over two seasons. And I believe I did about half of them. I think they did 16 or 18 shows a year. So each episode would have a rotating, a rotating cast of kids. Well, so this is how it worked. Like we had, um, uh, you would do two episodes at a time. Yeah. And and it would take a week. On Monday night, which was the first, the first night, the first day that we did anything, we would get the songs first. Yeah. Uh, the songs were all composed by um, a guy named Victor Davies, who was a, who's a composer who's done a lot of stuff. Uh, I, he might even still be around. He's a very um, kind of, if you look him up, he's, you know, he's, He's pretty well known in, um, you know, with soundtrack stuff and whatever. Okay. But he wrote all these. He wrote all these songs, and so we would do the songs for the episode on the Monday night, and then I think we had two nights. I think maybe Wednesday or Thursday, Wednesday mm-hmm. and Thursday night at this church. I think we did kind of did our quote unquote writing. Like we yeah. came up with all our ideas. So I was wondering um, about that process. The kids were involved in writing the show. We wrote all the skits ourselves, right? Wow, so, wow, that's awesome. So, so we had, uh, you know, so we had Janice Dunning, who was who was the uh, architect for the whole thing. And then when she was done with this, she went to Vancouver and started a show called The Rockets. Yeah. Um, she kind of guided us along. And also there was a producer named Gary Robson who um, shepherded us along a little bit. So we would we would write our, you know, Wednesday and Thursday or whatever nights, we would write the stuff. Friday night we would um, we would practice everything and kind of hone it. Yeah. And then Saturday af- Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoon we would go down to the station and we would record everything. Wow. And we would record one episode on Saturday and one episode on Sunday. So that way um, they got an hour of you know they got two episodes out of us in a week. Yeah. So you had the same cast of five kids uh, for for certainly for two episodes anyway. Yeah, and we had like actually it's funny because like 
that was pretty much the best paying job I've ever had. Oh, really? Like, Did it actually pay well? Like I was going to ask. It like, was all, it was, it was actor. Like you'd have, you'd have an actor. Um, uh, I never had my membership, but you'd pay your dues and yeah. you, would, you, you were, you know, paying the union dues and you get paid union rates. Yeah. So like when we were, you know, like with the songs, cause I remember often, uh, if things weren't going well, we'd get, you know, we'd be there later. And if we were doing time and a half, like we were there, we're like, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah. And we're like at the recording studio. I wish I could remember which recording studio. It was always the same one, but we'd sometimes would be at the recording studio at one in the morning. Really? But if, wow. we were, if, we were, if we were there past, you know, 10 or whatever, we'd get time and a half. We'd get 30 bucks an hour. Nice. By the end of it all, I, I ended up having about seven grand or something, I think. Oh, fuck. And did um, because you were on the show, were, were, were people noticing you? Were, were you like kind of a celebrity around your school? Well, you know what? The kids all claimed that they that the show was stupid. They called the they called it something that rhymes with G A Y. Oh, and, uh, yeah, because <laughs> that, that's what all the kids used to say. Of course, as you, as, as you recall, and yeah. um, so no, it didn't really uh, it didn't make me popular. Because the thing was, the cool show was you can't do that on television. That was a fucking great show. Like, oh, and, that was so good. And so Let's Go was kind of, the thing is, like, Let's Go was for a little bit of a younger crowd. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, and that's kind of a standard thing where uh, when you're writing a, a kid's book or you've got a kid's show or a teen thing or whatever, the characters are always a little bit older than the yeah. audience that it's that it's geared for. So, I mean, our our audience was, you know, kind of like, you know, kids that were 8, 9, 10 kind of thing. So uh, Yeah, kids, for sure. So the kids that I was going to school with thought it was dumb, but, I mean, they weren't, you know, uh, they didn't they didn't have a job and they weren't making 30 bucks an hour. So, I mean, I was They're not. Lousy, yeah, lousy it, bums. It, it didn't bother me that much, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. How was Janice? Was she as nice as, as she appears on TV? She's... Oh, yeah, yeah. She was uh, super nice. Um, and, uh, you know, there was no... Um, I mean, it was hard. Like I, like her and, and Gary, I mean, I, you couldn't have paid me any amount of money to do that job because it was fine when, you know, there were even the kids like me, like I was pretty good and I was pretty professional, but you know, we'd goof around and yeah. we would do stuff, you know, like kids um are kids. Right. And so, you know, you got to keep corralling them and you're trying to put a show together. And right. So it, it was always kind of a challenge, you know, and like, don't touch the gaffers tape. And I mean, there was just like all, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. I mean, all the, all the things. And so they didn't ask me back after year two. Cause they, they said I was too big. Yeah. You're just getting past uh, that age. I had a growth spurt, but um, every once in a while we'd get a kid who was just too young or too immature. And the whole thing would go off the rails. Right. Uh, we had this guy. I don't think, I think I could probably say it. His name was Dante Weatherow and he okay. was about 10 and um and he just like was just too young he was too young for the show but the thing was we couldn't you know by the time that everybody'd figured it out yeah it was too um late cuz there you know there have to be five kids we were already in the middle of doing it and um you know he was just too young he probably had ADHD and he was yeah. just not it just was not working out and so you know we kind of had to minimize uh his whole presence. So For that sure. was, yeah. that was a time that I remember. Cause that was like, um, that was a shit show that whole week because he was <laughs> not cut out for it. So, um, so yeah, I mean, considering all that, like I, um, I, I don't know how Janice, you know, did that and even why you'd want to do that. Cause mm-hmm. she did that for, for years. Like that show, well, how long was it on? Like, I'd have to look it up again. Well, you look it up. Edit in. Let's go. 1976, 1987. 11 years. Edit out. It continued on, um, you know, past when I was on, you know, probably another four or five years or something. So after you did that, uh, were you doing, like, say, plays in high school? Did you continue acting after the show? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still had that kind of, uh, still had that bug. And I um, actually... um, I forgot about this, but when I was seven, seven was the first time I stepped on stage. Oh, okay. And, uh, and that was um, The King and I uh, at Vincent Massey. And I was one of the kids, one of the, um, I guess one of the yellow faced kids because we were all supposed to be the uh, kids of the King of Siam. Oh, and that and, was because um, the, the teacher there was teaching elementary and she brought you to Vincent Massey, right? 
I'm trying to think the the order of things. She taught at both schools, and um, my my the the reason that I did that when I was seven was because uh, they needed kids, and my um, uh, I have older siblings, and they went to Massey, and they were going oh. to Massey at, at the time. Actually, my sister, my sister actually was in the King and I, so so she they needed kids, and so she said my little brother could do it, and then the next year. Um, they were doing uh, Lil Abner, and um, the the person who was directing that, I think, had a nervous breakdown or something halfway through, and my mom had to step in, and my mom stepped in, uh, and my mom put me in that as one of the kids. Uh, so, yeah, so I actually did my first high school musicals when I was like, you know, seven and eight or <laughs> no, six and seven. That's wild. And then... Um, yeah, and then when I was in grade 10, uh, we had a great um, a great uh, drama teacher in high school at Massey. Who, um, we, there was a great program there, and the teacher was great. She's no longer with us, uh, uh, Vicki Francis. And um, so grade 10, we did uh, Grease, and uh, I was I was the second lead in Grease. I was Kanicki. Danny Zuko? No. Kanicki, the second Kanicki. lead. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. And uh, and then in grade eleven, um, we did uh, Annie get your Annie get your gun, mm -hmm. and I played the uh, uh, you know the the empresario of the uh, circus. And then in grade twelve, we did Forty um, uh, Second Street, uh, wow. and I played the lead in that. And that's another one of the songs I know the words to. Want to belt the one out? <laughs> in the heart of little old New York, you'll find a thoroughfare. It's the part of little old New York that runs into Times Square. Oh, yeah. A crazy quilt that Wall Street Jack built. If you've got a little time to share, I want to take you there. Come and meet those dancing feet. <laughs> On the avenue, I'm taking you to 42nd Street. Beautiful. Beautiful. I don't know. There's more. There's more. Yeah. I need to do the whole thing. Um, so and, good. Uh, and then, yeah. And then, so I, um, after high school, I went to, uh, uh, you know, still had the bug. So I went to, um, I, I actually did, I did Godspell, uh, at, um, Charleswood United. Um, okay. So I still, you still know some of those too. Uh, when wilt thou save the people? Oh, God of mercy. When, um, nice, and, nice. I went to U of W theater and I did that for uh, two years and then just kind of sort of left in frustration because I had a bad experience with a prof and, uh, mm -hmm. and moved and moved to um, moved to Vancouver. Like I said, for a year to seek my fame and fortune. Trying to get uh, an agent and get auditions for roles and that. Yeah, type of stuff. exactly. Yeah. I got headshots and I got an agent and I, uh, I did one radio spot. Um, but I was there for about, uh, it was a couple of months anyway, I was auditioning for stuff and I wasn't getting anything. And I, um, there, there were guys at the auditions that you'd see on TV now, like guys like Lachlan Monroe and David Cubitt and some of these guys that are kind of, uh, you know, sort of journeyman, uh, Canadian actors that are sure. our age. But, um, but I, you know, went out to auditions for, um, you know, Neon Rider. You remember Neon Rider? I think I do. That's a Winston, Winston Reichert, you know? Hmm. Hey, you kids, work this out in a different way, okay? Um, and uh, he was also Adderley, the guy who had the one, uh, his, had a plastic hand. It was like a, a spoof, Canadian spoof spy thing. Nah, anyway, I don't remember that one. Um, so, you know, I mean, I auditioned around and stuff, but I wasn't, nothing was really happening. And um, it's 1992, and everybody was, it was, you know, just say no just say no, just say no everywhere. Right. So mm -hmm. the, the anti-drug thing was very big. And so, um, and there was a, uh, a well-funded, um, theater company called green thumb theater okay. and, they, and they were doing the school tours. And so I got this job with, um, Pacific theater, which was not a well-funded theater. We didn't, you know, uh, we didn't get any government funding for ours. Right. Uh, and, but we, you know, so I, I ended up doing this school tour for like nine months. We were making like a thousand dollars a month and, uh, toured all around BC. We, we did 135 shows mm -hmm. in, uh, in, uh, in uh, eight or nine months. We had, um, 
uh, went all over, pretty much saw all of BC. Yeah, were uh, you doing? We, uh, was it a, a certain role, or was it like sketches? Were you playing different characters? We had we had two shows. We did uh, the whole thing was called the Dragons Project, and so one was called Book of the Dragon, mm -hmm. and one was called Why don't I remember what the other one was called? Um, Saint Sam and the Dragon okay. was the other one. So Saint Sam and the Dragon was the one we did for kids. And then the other one was the one we did for high school and up. Yeah, so more hardcore. They, yeah, but they were both like you know anti drug things. The the one for kids was like we had a dragon and the dragon was trying to make eat cookies, right? Yeah, <laughs> you, Hot cookies. You, you get it, right? The first cookie is always free. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so we did that and and trucked around. And my agent was mad at me because I couldn't go out for auditions because yeah. I was traveling. But, uh, you know, I, I had a lot of fun and, um, and then, uh, ended up, I sort of didn't know what to do with myself after that. So I came home back to Winnipeg, um, not long after the tour ended and kind of, because we did so many shows, we did 135 performances of these two different shows. Like I kind of got it out of my system, you know, uh, yeah. okay. sure. acting like, and I kind of realized that I wasn't. I didn't want to be one of those guys that was just going out for auditions all the time. Cause I didn't like it. Oh um, yeah. It's frustrating know, it's, as hell. It's, it's one of those, it's one of those weird things where you're as an actor, you just are looking for a job all the time. You yeah. know, it doesn't matter. I mean, even somebody like, you know, Nick Cage, Nick Cage is looking for a job all the time, right? Yeah. Easier for, easier for him to find. But I mean, you just don't have a job until you find a job. So I didn't love that. And, and really only, um, after I came back to Winnipeg, I only did one or two, one or two more acting things, uh, and then and then really didn't uh, didn't didn't do much of that anymore. What did you focus on after the acting then? Um, I, you know, I didn't. I was kind of uh, honestly like I was quite depressed when I came back, and um, so I actually just went to work uh, in my brother's office. Uh, he was a uh, my late brother. He was a publisher. And uh, I did that um, for a bunch of years. Mm -hmm. I uh, started a bookstore in 1999. Aqua Books. Yeah. And uh, I uh, did that for 13 years. Can I, can I stop you? I want to ask you about Aqua Books for a second yeah. here. Okay. Well, did you have a lot of interest in books? Where did all the books come from? You know, because you just can't open up a bookstore. You have to have inventory. How, what Did you have a bookstore before it? Well, yeah, I mean, around? Um, there are so many books, right? And 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 Winnipeg uh, has always been, you know, or certainly for the last, I don't know how long, it's been this place with an aging population, right? Mm -hmm. So when you've got this aging population uh, and uh, people are dying and moving into um, uh, nursing homes and whatever, you've got uh, two things: you've got books and pianos. Right. So it took me, I, I collected books for maybe a year and a half before I actually opened. By the time I was done, like I could have, I could have filled my whole store every week or two, probably again, I could have filled it again. I could have emptied it and filled it again. If I bought, you know, if I worked at it and if I bought all the books that came my way and went to yeah. the sales that you know were out there and whatever like there's just be a state a lot sales you're talking there's about a right? lot of books everywhere a lot of books yeah so um and the reason i got into it uh was because um my original plan um me and my friend roger barrington uh, had this plan and we wanted to open a um you know kind of a a bookstore cafe kind of thing and uh he ended up uh, not doing it. And, uh, I sort of kept going with it and then ended up at the beginning anyway, ended up with just the bookstore. Did you, all my you, stuff were at one, you were at one location, you outgrew it and then you moved to Gary. Is it Gary? We had three spots. Uh, our last location, um, was 274 Gary. Uh, 274 Gary was, uh, an 8,000 square foot, uh, old Chinese restaurant. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we had a, um, uh, bookstore and a restaurant on the main floor. Uh, the restaurant was, uh, run by my then wife. Um, and then on the second floor, we had three writer studios. Uh, we had a, a, a small kind of a, kind of a, um, small meeting room. And then we had a hundred seat theater. 
Right, right. And I remember seeing Kelly Hughes live in that theater way back in the day. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to get at, too, because Kelly Hughes Live is uh, a talk show that you had. You had you you were the host. You had many guests. You, I assume you did put it all together yourself type of feel, you know? Yeah. And I was curious, what came first, the Aqua Books or Kelly Hughes Live? Like, because it seemed like they were hand in hand. After we opened... Uh... After we opened our last location that was so big and it had all this um, uh, space and all these different things going on, yeah, um, you know, we we uh, we had to drive traffic, right? That was part of it. Right. Uh, so we started having, you know, um, we were having readings and we were having uh, different things, and I just um, I just kind of had this idea uh, that it would be fun to do a live talk show uh, because. Um, you know, I still, I still kind of, still sort of liked being, I liked being on stage, right? Like I would host these, uh, whatever, you know, event that we were having yes. and people, people thought I was a funny host. So I thought, you know, it would be kind of fun to do a live talk show. Um, so we just did it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we just did it. And, uh, it was not broadcast anywhere. It was just live for mm -hmm. the people that were in the room, whether it was a hundred people or 15 people. Yeah, and we did. Uh, you know, I, I shouldn't know the number. I don't. We did about ninety of them um, uh, over, you know, a few years. And um, uh, no, yeah, it was just it was just fun. And I I realized that I liked being on stage, but I wanted to be on stage as myself. I didn't actually want to act. Right, um, right. You know, it was it was more fun for me to be on on stage as myself. Yeah, exactly. Just playing yourself introducing acts doing monologues <laughs> so, yeah i also saw that there was a pilot made uh for, around centered around the the shop and yeah like near yeah near the end um we did a pilot uh you know that was uh it was about the bookstore and the show and all the stuff we did and all the mm -hmm. chaos and it was called run for cover it was done by uh four point films i had no business plan when i started this place in 99 i like to say that i'm intuitive which means that I'm just flying by the seat of my pants. People love the idea of bookstores. People come in and say, I love this place. This is so, oh my God, I love books. You are gonna see me in here every day. And that's code for, you will never see me again. The more they talk, the more full of shit they are. They shopped it around to um, uh, different places, um, Bravo, Comedy Network, different places and the, um, you know, whatever timing wasn't right or whatever. And, and so it didn't really go anywhere, but yeah. um, yeah, I mean, we had a lot of momentum. I mean, I had a lot of um, kind of like, you know, when I think about it now, I mean, we had a lot of amazing uh, guests, you know, we had, um, we had uh, uh, Kevin McDonald from kids in the hall. Yeah. He's uh, awesome. Former attorney general, Roland Penner. Oh my God. Uh, Ray St. Germain. Uh, we had, um, you know, just you, you name it. We had the guy who wrote Paddle to the Amazon. You remember that? Uh, the what? The Paddle to the Amazon was a guy from Winnipeg who went on this crazy trip with his uh, two sons. Yeah. Uh, and was he was he was I, blanking on his name, but he was completely just batshit crazy. Actually, speaking of batshit crazy, I had Natalie Pollock on. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I had I had uh, Marion from the Cosmopolitans. Do you remember the Cosmopolitans? The uh, uh, the, no. the the old ladies that used to play uh, rock music uh, on uh, VPW. That one? Um, no, that's funny. I've watched that. Yeah, I know VPW. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so, you know, it was just, uh, it, it was fun. It was a good time. And, uh, and, um, but that's what I like yeah. about, about the pilot, because it's like a behind the scenes look, not only of Kelly, he's live and like what you do, but also running this coffee shop or I'm sorry, the bookstore slash, uh, eat was the restaurant or restaurant. Yeah. I am ADHD. So it is, uh, I don't really do things in uh, a normal way. Right. Uh, the, the way you're supposed to do things. Um, you know, I kind of do things by feel and I kind of, um, yeah, yeah. that's, that, that's sort of why I can't, that's why when I was talking about the radio, that's why I, I don't, uh, I don't do as much preparation as, um, as everybody else. Cause that's just not how I operate, but exactly. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, I kind of just, you know, I, I sort of followed my instincts and, and some things worked and some things didn't. And, um, 
you know, um, but, you know, we, we were around for 13 years, which is, uh, you know, which is a while. You know, we had a decent run. Absolutely. And, and Kelly Hughes Live is still going on, right? Like, I mean, it, it continued after the bookstore closed, right? We resurrected it. Um, we resurrected it for a live show once about five years ago. And then we did, um, uh, and then we did a couple last year uh, that we actually, for the first time, uh, we live streamed them. Um, right. And and that was a huge, huge learning curve um, because doing something for people in the room is completely uh, different than doing something that involves a bunch of tech. Uh, so you know, there were a lot of. Um, uh, growing pains with that i mean it's 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 way more way more uh moving parts for sure yeah yeah and that yeah. was that would have been at the church there where you yeah stream yeah from, right yeah and also like even the valley in itself it has uh what i've read about it okay it's a former church in, in point douglas but it offers food it's not actually in, i there's an article somewhere that says it's in point douglas yeah. but we're not actually we're not actually in point douglas we are in uh centennial uh which is an area that people are not familiar with but centennial is basically a small area that is just west of chinatown okay well yeah well i guess what i was getting at it this article said you offer food uh furniture friendship and the the healing power of art a big part of what you do is giving to others, right? Obviously with the radio show and whatnot. But uh, I just find that uh, it, it's it's a great character trait to to want to give so much and, and make art a reason to do so. You know what I mean? The, 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 the thing is, the reason that I started the bookstore, like I said, we had this plan, me and my friend, to do this, uh, uh, you know, kind of a bookstore coffee house. And we wanted to have this... Um, you know, this place where there was kind of an exchange of ideas, you know what I mean? And yeah. so, uh, and actually one of the series that we created, uh, I called it idea exchange and it was a, um, uh, lecture series. But one of the big things that I really uh, interested me, uh, and that I really realized was important and a thing that kind of started to drive me was, uh, was this idea of community. Uh, and so that was a thing, you know, building community, right. I mean, that's the thing that's kind of, uh, you know, f followed with me and has has grown and expanded. Um, I, I definitely give um, uh, a good chunk of the credit to my partner, Andy. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they are a very, um, a very kind and generous and uh, socially conscious person and somebody who has a real, you know, kind of a... a a strong moral compass. And, uh, I mean, it's terrible to live with, obviously. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, because he, be terrible. you want somebody telling you, you want somebody telling you all the things you're doing wrong all the time. Okay, sure. Okay. No, yeah, it does not over. Take my place. <laughs> um, so, and so, you know, where we live here is a very, uh, this is the second poorest postal code in all of Canada. Oh. So, you know, and we live to next to next to a, a, a shitty um, it's an apartment block, but it's an old um, Salvation Army training center from the turn of the uh, uh, 20th century mm -hmm. that, that for some years has been uh, the whole second floor is a rooming house um, and the main floor is apartments. But it's uh, just a two story apartment. There's about 60 people that live in there. Yeah. And um, and we are very close to um uh, very close to the missions. We're just a couple blocks from all the missions. Uh, I mean, so there's, um, you know, I've stopped two people from getting killed, uh, yeah. by other, by other people. Um, you know, we've ha helped people that needed, uh, uh, medical attention and, you know, we've, um, uh, done all kinds of other things for, for about a year and a half. We ran a, a community cupboard where we just had literally had a cupboard uh, where people could just help themselves. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, uh, you know, all that stuff is just kind of, um, all that stuff has just kind of grown out of, um, uh, out of necessity. But I would say that um, with a lot of that, with a lot of that stuff, Andy's been my, uh, Andy's been my conscience because, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta go with the flow, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and let, uh, before we get into the, the money shot, I uh, wanted to ask you about your poetry because that's something else that you, you, you dabble in and you, on your social media is you, you have 
poems that you've wrote. And I was wondering not only um, how long you've been writing poetry, but maybe who are some of the poets that have inspired you to write poetry? <laughs> Andy's, Andy's laughing at me because they know the answer to this question. Um, is it Andy? <laughs> no, it is not. Um, I am... Um, I started, you know, I've been writing my whole life and I, uh, uh, you know, that's always something that I've enjoyed. Uh, mm -hmm. When I was doing the bookstore, uh, I had a weekly uh, email that I, that I did that had uh, at its peak, I had about 2,500 um, uh, subscribers and it nice. was, uh, it was kind of, um, uh, you know, I usually had something kind of, you know, clever or poignant or interesting or whatever to say. Yeah. And, um, you know, I don't know when exactly, but, you know, sometime uh, in the last 10 years, um, I just started writing. Uh, well, you know, one of the big things, so I am, um, yeah, 10 years ago, um, I had a nervous breakdown and ended up in the psych ward. And when I came out, uh, actually like 10, 10 years ago this month, I... Uh, felt like I should write kind of, you know, as part of my therapy and okay. as a way to kind of, to kind of connect with people. So, um, you know, I just started, um, started writing bits, you know, fiction stuff, nonfiction stuff, whatever, and posted it on Facebook, uh, just so it was just to put it somewhere. Uh, and I started doing that. Um, actually I, um, I started writing in the hospital but yeah. I was on a lot of drugs and I don't know if any of that stuff's any good. <laughs> um, but so, and then somehow it, it, it morphed into um, poetry. Like I, I don't remember really the, the, you know, the first poem I wrote as an adult, but I see, uh, but I um, just, you know, tried it and I, I, it turned out that I, I like the economy of, of language, you know? Uh, and um and and for me being ADHD, you know, I'm not writing a thousand page fantasy novel. You know, I right. I am um, something that I can write in half an hour is great for me. Yeah. Um, so um, and then two years ago, uh, I decided again, you know, as sort of part of a, a thing that I wanted to do for my mental health, because I do, you know, writing is a is a thing that really kind of um, is helpful for me. Sure. I decided uh, that I was going to uh, start writing something every day whether I felt like it or not. And most of it ended up being, uh, you know, before that my writing was sporadic and I'd never written every day before. And, um, and most of that ended up just being poetry and I was writing like a lot of poetry. And so yeah. um, I've written a lot of pieces now, you know, probably, um, uh, you know, in, in the last, you know, couple of years, you know, 400 pieces or something. And, um, uh, and, and, uh, most of that is poetry and but but the, here's here's the thing that andy was laughing about i mean i've hosted like uh i've hosted more poetry events probably than anybody around yeah because uh, we had a lot of that at the bookstore um and i never liked it oh really i, I never actually really i don't i'm not a, i i don't i don't read poetry uh i always kind of hated listening to them mm -hmm. uh so it's super funny <laughs> um I, I just kind of um i don't know i just kind of came up with my own sort of um, style and my own kind of voice. And I Has your view changed since you, you know, years later now that you're writing poetry? Seems no, like I still on, don't want to, I still don't want to listen to anybody else, but this is the thing about poets is they all want to hear themselves. They don't want to hear, go to speaking crow, which is the thing they have once a month, the open mic poetry thing. And yeah, all those guys, they all just want to hear themselves talk. And that's, and that's me. I just want to hear myself talk. Is that in the so, city um, right now? Speaking crow? Speaking Crow, uh, yeah, it was at our place for a number of years, and I last I heard, I think it was at the library, at Millennium Library. Um, you know, I see stuff that I uh, can appreciate as uh, as being good. Yeah, uh, but it's not really. I'm not a consumer. I'm a producer. Yeah, I see. Okay, all right. <laughs> we'll leave it there then, because uh, well, yeah, you can check it out on your Instagram. I know. By the way, uh, your Instagram is Kelly Hughes Live. That's your Twitter handle too. Do you do? You obviously your your social media guy. Yeah, I don't really do much on tw Twitter ever because Twitter is a cesspool, as you may know. Oh yeah, and um, uh, <laughs> and and most of my stuff, like the only time I use Instagram on its own is when I've been banned from Facebook. 
because uh, I've been banned for various for various things like um, you like to push the, like, the envelope here. I, I called the Freedom Convoy the Cracker Train, and apparently, <laughs> Cracker is as bad as the N word because oh. uh, it's a you know they needed a false equivalency. So I got banned for a month and and some other things. Um, but yeah, so but but mostly I yeah I post on Facebook and then and then it posts over to um it posts over to Instagram to yeah the Instagram so yeah and um, let's uh, let's go right to the money shot then shall we that's what money hey. shot it's one hundred hey. questions I'm gonna ask Kelly Hughes and if he answers them all in five minutes you do win the money shot which is like a a, a growing uh, pile of money okay I'll do my best I'm not a rich man but we'll get it to you for sure. Now these are simple, relatively simple questions. Yes or no, fill in the blank. What's your favorite? This, um, yeah. maybe a couple of curveballs in there, but the idea is to get an answer out, a question and an answer out within three seconds. So if you find that you're thinking too much on an answer, try to. We can Keep we moving. can pass if you want, but I don't recommend passing. Try to give an answer. No, I won't pass. All right, and you, there's no gibberish allowed. You can't just go. You know, can't just say the same word a hundred times or whatever. Okay, just, yeah. you know? I know, I know real words, so I can use real words. It's good. <laughs> he knows a lot of real words. Kelly Hughes, Mayor of Cultural City Hall, are you ready? Yeah. Tonight, your money shot is. $31. Dramatic pause for effect. At 31 cents. That's a Haku, bitch wolf. Hail Satan! How you feeling? Good. Uh, what's cool? You are. What's not cool? Me. Name a flavor of Kool-Aid. Grape. Name any musician. Uh, Johnny Sizzle. Do you like coconut? Yes. What do you put in your coffee? Nothing. Favorite tea? Ice. How often do you get sick? Um, often. Do you bite your nails? No. Name a Tom Cruise film. Uh, <laughs> legend. <laughs> Can you dance? Yep. Name a book you've read. <laughs> the Bully of Barkham Street. Have you been to a wrestling match? Yes. Uh, name a Winnipeg movie theater. Uh, Cineplex Odeon. Name a sports team. The Jets. Corn Flakes or Rice Krispies? Rice Krispies. Cupcake or muffin? Duct tape. <laughs> Favorite chocolate bar? <laughs> uh, Wonder Bar. Last TV show watched? Lone Order. Name a Winnipeg band? Uh, the Paperbacks. Have you ever snowmobiled? No. How many keys on your key ring? Eight. Cashier or self-serve? Cashier. Name a character from The Simpsons. Homer. Favorite Broadway musical? 42nd Street. Name a Pixar character. Uh, Wally. Uh, uh, earliest childhood memory? Uh, getting a spanking. Uh, have you been to The Mint? Yes. Have you been to Ray and Jerry's? Yes. Have you been to Solid Gold? No. Have you been on a jet ski? No. Have you been on a horse? Yeah. Oh, it, it froze. You know what? I'm stopping it. Stop. Okay. It did that fr freezy thing, so I didn't catch an answer. So okay. I'm going to ask that last okay. question, okay. and then you answer, and then I'll start okay. it. Okay. Have you been on a horse? Yes. Can you whistle the Jeopardy theme? Yes. Have you ever baked a cake? No. Do you own property? No. Who does your hair? Uh, my girlfriend. Are you currently wearing a Band-Aid? No. How many broken bones in your body? Uh, one. Do you go to church? No. Best Batman character? Uh, the Joker. Name a TikTok channel. Uh, I don't know. Fuck you. <laughs> name, name a comic book. Batman. Name a famous <laughs> ship. Ah, uh, the Titanic. Do you own a Frisbee? Yes. Uh, have you been in a marathon? No. Do you paint? No. Do you keep a journal? Yes. Have you read the Bible? Yes. Are you good at poker? No. Were you once a cheerleader? No. Uh, how many toes do you have? Ten. Favorite snack? Peas. Name a cartoon character. 
Woody Woodpecker. Are you a Star Wars fan? Yes. Are you a Star Trek fan? Yes. Are you a Battlestar Galactica fan? No. Name a Beastie Boy. <laughs> Ted. Name a Stephen King novel. Cujo. Favorite theater? Uh, Town 8. Do you watch Netflix? Yes. Uh, what's your favorite cheese? Uh, Gruyere. Do you chew gum? Yes. Beer in a bottle or a can? Baller. Are you a fan of UFC? No. Do you own a Roomba? No. Name a stand-up comic. Bill Cosby. <laughs> Do you eat tuna? Yeah. Uh, Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? NSYNC. Do you own a cassette player? Yes. Name someone from Saturday Night Live. Dennis Miller. Name a Saturday Night Live character movie. Uh, Coneheads. Are you a morning person? Yeah. How are you feeling now? I'm feeling good, even better. What's your, what's your favorite movie? Uh, Die Hard. What's your second favorite movie? Die Hard 2. <laughs> Do you golf? No. Do you play darts? No. Do you play video games? No. Have you ever played backgammon? Yeah, oh yeah. Have you ever been on a horse? You no. Know. What would you name a what would you name a horse? Pony. Name a flower. Uh <laughs> Daisy. Name a mountain. 30 seconds. <laughs> Kilimanjaro. Name a Manitoba town. Arburg. Name a cut of a steak. Uh uh T-bone. Which vegetable do you eat most? Peas. Do you use an alarm clock? Yes. 15. Dairy Queen or Burger King? Burger King. Where do you order pizza? Uh, Name a country artist. Uh, Vince Gill. Have you been to Folk Fest? No. Have you been to Folk Around? God! Yeah. God, that's it. Damn, that was close. <laughs> that was close. Oh, shit, dude. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Oh well. What was the one you where you told me to fuck off? Because <laughs> that was my favorite answer. What was it? I was like, what? I couldn't believe. It. Oh yeah, TikTok channel. TikTok I'm like, channel. can I actually ask you about a TikTok channel? <laughs> oh my god. Are you on TikTok? You know, I I went on TikTok uh, when I was banned from Facebook one time, uh, and and I. I was I posted a thing about the um I posted a thing about the Freedom Convoy because I'd had this confrontation with the Freedom Convoy when they were slow rolling. Yeah. And I posted some video and I, I didn't know that on TikTok you can set your uh you can make the settings so that anyone can comment or, or so that only people that are following that you know that are following you or you're following or whatever or can comment, right? Yeah. So I had kind of these global settings. And I posted this thing about the Freedom Convoy, and I had all these fucking crazy white people just like jump on me, and oh, yeah. just like it was just like a complete shit show. So um, I imagine that there's probably better stuff on TikTok, but I that left a very bad taste in my mouth that it was um, pretty racist trolls. Um, oh yeah, and absolutely. so I yeah, so I jumped off, and I don't, I'm not a fan, yeah. It just seems like tick, it's just, that's the medium where it's the most popular one. So you do, it's just like an onslaught of, of both sides, really. But, <laughs> but, it's, but it's but it's hard though. I mean, when you get when you get you know old like you and me, uh, it's hard to keep up with the technology. And you know, you're kind of more interested in like, I mean, you know, probably everybody. The 19 year olds aren't doing podcasts. It's the 53 year olds, right? <laughs> <laughs> you may have a point. Yeah. So you know, I mean. So, I, you know, it's, it's, it's hard, like, when you get older, it's hard for me anyway, like, it's, it's hard to kind of know, like, you know, why should I give a fuck about Snapchat, you know? Um, yeah. And so that's why, you know, Facebook is all full of old people, because it's now, you know, uh, 16 years old or however old it is. That's why I told you to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, once again, thanks. Uh, thanks for doing the show, Kelly. It's been a lot of fun talking to you. I love checking out. I purposely get in my car uh, between one and three, just so I can listen to you as I'm driving around. Oh, it's so. nice. You know, it's, um, it's uh, something that I like. It's not a bunch of trouble for me. And I even honestly, like when we go camping, uh, I usually come back to do my show and yeah. then drive back out. 
sure. so you know it's a it's a it's a thing I like and yeah uh, you know I'll probably um uh probably keep doing it until they kick me out of there I guess that's awesome man well once again great talking to you and we'll make sure I get a consolation prize here at some point <laughs> <laughs> the home version sounds good okay don't thanks see you later yep yeah, bye bye.